Welcome, big interview fans, to just a little bit of the big interview with Ledley King. For the whole glorious velvet hour, it is that good. You need to be a socio. Go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Graham Hunter to instantly unlock this interview and over nine hours of existing archive content, including Raphael van der Vaart. Ledley is now Chief Executive Officer of Seven of the Best, a free-to-play online football predictor game. It's not gambling-affiliated, and you can either play on your own or in a team of seven. Listen in after this interview, and I'll tell you how it works. For now, luxuriate in the great Ledley King. Wander Ramos, I have to ask as somebody who kind of watched him and knew what his Seville team was all about, yeah. and you won a trophy under him, yeah. but it was a mismatch experience. Mm. And I, I remember Aurelio Gomez saying that the food regime with the sort of vitamin mush balls and whatever, and the, the stripping out of treats in the in the training ground yeah. made him feel like he was on starvation rations. And under, <laughs> how bad was the kitchen under Wander Ramos? Yeah, it changed, it changed quite a bit. I think the first thing he said that everyone was overweight when when he came. Uh, I think he took twenty two players from from Seville, twenty two players from Tottenham, and said we're hundred kg more than them for the twenty two players. But you know everyone's bodies are built differently. You know the Premier League's a little bit a little bit more physical. A lot. Uh, so that that was the first thing. It was Doesn't win your friends. Yeah. And you know, everyone had to lose weight. There was one player that didn't have to lose weight. Just one. Was there a Spaniard in the team? Nope. Who? I don't think there was a Spaniard. But uh... no, 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 then I'm going to cheat here. Yeah. <laughs> Jermaine. Yeah. Which one now? Defoe. No. Genus. Yeah. Genus was the only one who was fit, so to speak. You, uh, you said that with a degree of bitterness there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had seven, between seven and eight. Body fat, what? but I still had to lose weight. I still had to lose weight. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I think there's a way of weighing, and you can come out obese if you're a sports person because you, you, I forget, I forget the words of it now, but if you you take certain body mass or certain certain height and blah blah blah, it, it's, it's never really, it's never really troubled me. I, I, I can't help you on that <laughs> yeah. one. So, uh, but you know, we, we. We stuck by it and we ended up winning something, so I can't complain. But yeah, some players lost a lot of weight. I think Paul Robinson, yeah. goalkeeper, I remember him losing a lot of weight. Tom Huddleston. But we became, I think we did become a fitter team for it. Uh, you know, the way he wanted to play was counter-attack football. Mm. You know, when we went forward, he wanted to go forward with speed and, <laughs> and, and to have energy. Uh, so as players, you know, you just, you just have to follow the manager's rules that, that is I mean that's a fair answer yeah. that isn't always true because managers that we speak to in the series or I've learned from yeah. they're aware that it's not like I'm the boss and you boys yeah, play yeah. for me there is a degree where you have to get a core of the players saying I might not like it but I'm into this yeah, but, I mean it's difficult to argue with we want you, you know we want you to be fitter we want you to <laughs> Lose some weight, you know. I think you've got to be, you've got to be open. You've got to be 
You know, this was a new manager coming in. We'd seen that he had success. We wanted success. You know, did we agree with it? Some, some didn't, of course. Ooh. But let's give it a go. Let's see how we feel. And it brought you a trophy. It did, yeah. What's the moment like when you think back to the cage, think back to, I presume, your mum sacrificed things or encouraged you and you're at the club that you've fallen in love with and, yeah. and you're like, the whistle's coming or we're leading or again. I'm asking about the emotions and when you can disconnect from have to win, have to win, have to win, concentrate. What, what happens when you're the leader and you, you win a big trophy at a stadium like that? All of a sudden, you start to think, it's not as hard as I thought. You know, once you've got that first taste, and it's something that you want more of. You know, we got to the final the next year, lost on penalties. Mm-hmm. To United. To United, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of a sudden, you've kind of got over a hurdle that you know, a lot of players in my team have never won anything. You know, I remember, obviously, Robbie was there from a young age as well with me in a similar position. You know, hadn't won anything and 26, 27 at that, that, at that time and you're starting to think you know, am I ever going to win anything so I think there was a there was a feeling of relief that we, we've achieved that we've achieved something uh, but you know, throughout the game it's, you're always wondering <laughs> You know, is it, is it not going to be our day again? You know, until that whistle comes, and when it does, then uh, you know, as I say, you, you have that belief that you can go into each season and win something, which, which obviously it's, it's, it's not been the case. But you know, it did give us a lift. But obviously, we, we've lost. You know, after that, teams get broken up. You lose some players, uh, and, and that was a difficulty. You know, having to start again with different groups of players, uh, which has always been tough during my time at Tottenham. I want to close by, because your time's precious, you've given us a lot, I want to close by asking about sentiment. And you're an ambassador for Spurs, yeah. so it's very clear that they're doing the right thing by moving to Wembley, building a new stadium. So let's just accept that progress and bigger stadium and bigger revenue yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. But you're losing a precious thing. You know, you're losing the lane. Yeah. I, I want to try and uh, understand what the the bricks and mortar of that place, the people that work there, the noises, the sounds, the memories that are now bulldozed mean to you, meant to you. Are you sentimental? Do you have a seat in the, from the back, in the back garden? Have you taken any mementos? Or knock me down and say, that's a load of rubbish, I'm not sentimental. You know, progress is everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that sentimental. Uh, you know, but what I take with me is my memories in terms of you know the first time I, I turned up at the stadium as a kid the ball court you know which is no longer there and hasn't been there for, for years you know I'll never forget these things being out there making my debut first at home my home debut uh, you know how the fans reacted t- to me and how they still do uh, you, know, you have to move with the times I believe obviously we've had some great great memories and great history at that, that stadium but you know we're now hoping that we can create some some, some some more memories in the new stadium and and you know things things do move on with time you know as I said the new training facility 
uh, that the team moved to probably five years ago. Uh, it's sensational. I mean, around Europe, I tell you, yeah. clubs talk about it around Europe. Yeah, of course. And you know, if, if Tottenham want to be a club that is competing on all levels and, and known as one of the biggest clubs around, then these are the steps that, that, that we're going to have to take. And, uh, you know, of course, there's a lot of people that are sad about the stadium going, but I think the great thing is that the, we're not moving. We're not moving from... Uh, Wild Lane. You know, obviously, the, the, the new stadium will have different, a different name, uh, but we have to move with the times, and hopefully, we, as I say, we can create some more special moments in, in the new stadium. Has, apart from <coughs> earning a good living, enjoying yourself, and lifting trophies, is it nice spending your career feeling love? Because not many players <laughs> get that. Yeah. Of course, uh, you know I've got such a great relationship with the fans. It wasn't something that I've, I thought about. It wasn't. It was never in my thinking. It was just going along with how I felt at the time, you know, which was happy at, at Tottenham. You know, obviously I wanted to compete for, for, for as much as I could, but you remember I was injured. You know, I had I had my knee problems from the age of from twenty from twenty six to, 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 to when I retired, thirty one. You know that. That obviously had a, uh, an impact on me, but I saw the way the fans reacted to when I was playing. You know, every time my name was called out, how much I meant to them, and that, that was important to me. I loved that feeling, and, and as I say, I was very happy there. I was comfortable in terms of, you know, I've always felt the club was going in the right direction. I feel that if I'd have been fit, then we could have been a better team, a team that could have come maybe close to, to, to winning or well, we would have won more things more trophies been close to maybe winning the league but I was just in a happy place and, and, and for, for me that was important in my career Now then there goes Ledley I think he was fantastic my opinion is that without much help from me he proved himself to be an intelligent articulate thoughtful football man and the stories were good Thank you to Ledley for being such a gent and so generous with your time. Had it been not such a busy day for you, you'd have been pinned to that table for a good 45 minutes more, Ledley, I promise you. But also thanks to Josh from Seven of the Best for setting the interview up. Lads, you were great. Now, as promised, here's how Ledley's game works. Every week, you select seven game results, not scores, from English and Scottish football. Select five wins, a banker and a draw. You can play individually, or as part of a team of seven of your mates. Each week, the player with the top score will win 250 quid. Each week, the team with the top score will win 700 quid. If an individual player correctly predicts four weeks in a row, they'll win one million pounds. Now listen here. I am going to challenge Ledley King and his mob with a team of hand-picked socios. I'll even let you know how we get on via our Twitter which is at GH Podcast. And remember, keep up to date with everything we do by joining our mailing list for free at grahamhunter.tv. We need you. We do this for you, but also can't do it without you. We can't do it without the socios. Join us, please. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 